Welcome to And the Band Played On with Orchestra Next, a podcast for the pandemic. Before I introduce our guest and the musical selection for today, I just want to say, I know what you're thinking. Why haven't there been more podcast episodes from Orchestra Next? Well, we've been really hard at work building our new studio and office at the Midtown Arts Center. And, well, it was way more involved than we expected. But the great news is that we've moved in and have been using this studio to record a whole bunch of music that we will be releasing throughout the summer months. We're so excited to share it with you all. And to all of our supporters, oh my goodness, thank you so much for sticking with us and supporting Orchestra Next during this past most difficult season. We survived. And we did more than that. We learned so much about how we can have a meaningful impact on our students. We released a lot of music and videos. Remember Home Nut? Oh my goodness, wow. And we managed to make a ton of plans for next season. Believe it or not, next season will be the 10th season for Orchestra Next. Can you believe that? We'll have a whole lot more about all of that later, but for now, here is my interview with John Reynolds and a little music from Lily Boulanger. I have the great pleasure of introducing John Reynolds, the board president for Orchestra Next. Welcome, John. Thank you, Brian. Good to be here. I'm glad you're here, too. And it's a really special recording session for me. Uh, this is one of the first recording sessions for this podcast that we have done in our new space, the Orchestra Next office and studio. Uh, this is not the first time you've been here, but tell us what you're seeing. Yes, well, I'm looking through a very narrow window, and I can see Brian from about uh, the belly button up. And uh, so we're, we're sort of smiling at one another as we sit in separate rooms. That's right. And to be clear, my belly button is not exposed. Yes, yes, yes. I, yes. <laughs> I can't really contain my excitement. I mean, I've been in here for several hours today. I am I'm grateful to you. I'm, I'm grateful to you and the whole board and all of our supporters for helping us uh, build this really practical space. I mean, it has been... Uh, I mean, I guess it sounds boring to say this, but it's been useful, Mm -hmm. really useful. Um, And you can see also to to your right, uh, your little cabinet that you you had, uh, that we brought in. Right, right. And in there is our entire library. Of course, there's some of the library at your feet because we're not quite finished sorting. Um, But it has been a total joy to come in here, get to work on our projects and and see the students and our principals. I wish you could have seen. I'm going to play this recording for you, which I'm okay. really excited to play for you. It's Lisa McWhorter, uh-huh. our concertmaster, okay. and Hoan Chu, our, our um, pianist. And they're playing a piece by Lily Boulanger okay. called Nocturne. Um, when <laughs> they came in, it was the first chamber music recording that we had in this space. Uh, Lisa was in the room that you're in, and Hoan was in here. They went through the whole piece, 
And Hawan just about lost it at the end of this uh, recording. She was at the top of her voice ex expressing joy for being able to play music with some other human being. Uh, oh, <laughs> excellent. Well, I remember, I mean, speaking of your new digs, I remember trying to have our board meetings in your office in the School of Music oh. and essentially sitting on one another's laps. <laughs> so, yeah, this is an improvement. Yeah, this yeah. is a great improvement. And there's that whole boardroom that we hopefully will have our next meeting. Yeah. In. Now, this is a tremendous space, so I just wanted to say thank you. Sure. And so now let's check out some music. This is Lily Boulanger's Nocturne for violin and piano performed by Lisa McWhorter and Hoan Chu.
That was Lily Boulanger's Nocturne for solo violin and piano, performed by Lisa McWhorter, Orchestra Next Concertmaster, and Hoan Chu, Orchestra Next Principal Pianist. John, what did you think of that? Lovely, absolutely lovely. The, the contrast between the piano and then, which doesn't, which can't do vibrato, and the violin, which was loaded with it, uh, as, as the, that's what struck me at the very beginning, and then it was just so enjoyable to listen to this develop. Is this the famous Boulanger? Uh, this is, uh, Nadia is the famous one. Some would call Nadia the most important music teacher of the yeah. 20th century. Yeah. Lily is her sister. Ah. She died very, very young, oh, in her okay. 20s. Um, but she was the compo- known as the composer of the two. Huh. Um, she wasn't, wasn't the teacher that Nadia was. Um, and Lily wrote a bunch of symphonic pieces, mm-hmm. solo uh, works like this. She's a uh, very much known in, as a, in, I guess, an impressionist. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I think so too. And I, I, I really, <laughs> I can't get over that reaction that Hoan had after this recording. Um, just that. It really meant a lot, I think, to all of us to, you know, here we are in this pandemic, can't play with anybody. It's very difficult to anyway. Yeah. And then here we have this chance to to make this music together. It was it it was a joy for them. It was certainly a joy for myself. I, I wonder, John, um, you, you are a professor of architecture. And for how many years at the U of O? Uh, well, I, I started at the U of O in 67, so... Essentially 50 years. That's incredible. Um, do you hear music and think about architecture? No, not necessarily. I mean, it's, I get closest to it when I listen to Bach. Hmm. How, how, can you unpack that a little bit? Well, the, 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 the structure is obvious in Bach and yet surprising. Uh, you, you know, you, I listen to contemporaries of Bach, and and they're predictable. Bach isn't. Huh. And and I, I absolutely love it. I mean, I I was a music major before I went into architecture. So. And you played flute. Yes. Uh huh. And and where did you do that? Uh, Joliet, Illinois. Uh huh. What was your what? Tell me more about that. Um, what that yeah. transition between music and architecture? Well, um, I was always interested in both. It's just that the school system had a really excellent music program. In fact, we were criticized for overemphasizing music by the state at one point, <laughs> if you can believe it. <laughs> no. And uh, so uh, I started off as a flute major at Northwestern and had a wonderful freshman year, but the nagging doubt in my mind was, uh, had I really given architecture a chance? So at the end of my freshman year, I transferred to the University of Illinois. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, so it was a fairly quick decision for you. Well, yes. Yeah. End of freshman year. Yeah, yeah. And and you said you you wondered if you had given architecture a shot. In other words... Well, there was no... There was nothing... I mean, the closest thing in my high school to architecture would be mechanical drawing, and of course, that is not architecture. Right. So uh, I just felt like... Um, I just felt like I needed 
to to give that a chance. But it was in your mind prior to uh, oh yes, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad was a calendar salesman, and and so he, uh, truly gigantic calendars had a snow white back. So I used to lie on my stomach in my bedroom under my bed propped up on my elbows because that was the only way I could have a surface big enough for the entire calendar to be flat on the, you know, writing surface and used no. to draw imaginary cities, so. Really? Yep. When was it, in high school? Yeah, well, grade school and high school. Grade yeah. school, high school, yeah. amazing. But I have to ask more about this calendar salesman business. Um, is that a thing? A calendar salesman? Oh, well, you know, it's it's... It's it's um, customer appreciation, so companies buy pens with their name company name on it, ah. calendars with their company name on it that they give to their favorite customers. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. So you had these huge calendars. Yes. And you would use the the backs of them basically yes. as your uh, and, and drawing imaginary cities. Do right. You, do right. you still have some of those uh, drawings? Uh, I. I think they're somewhere, but I'm not quite sure where. Oh, I think we'll have to unpack some of those. Yeah. Um, so you moved to architecture. Um, did you, while you were still in college, did you continue to play music? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. The, my roommate was uh, first flutist in the orchestra, and I was first flutist in the concert band at University of Illinois. So, sure, mm. yeah, I kept playing. The whole time? The whole time, yeah. That's great. And when did you finally stop playing flute? Oh, probably 10 years ago. Oh, 10 years ago. But I do have a stack of mu Music Minus One LP records, oh. so. So maybe. Um, I could, yeah. yeah. It's just that I don't sound, the embouchure is not what it used to be. Let me put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do you miss about playing? Oh, the joy, mm. the joy of it. The, 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 it's, it's just so wonderful to uh to play and, and hear other instruments with me, yeah. Was there something that you got out of it physically? In other words, uh, for me, having not played the trumpet in uh, several years now, I sometimes miss the feeling of the breath over a phrase. Mm -hmm. In my weirdest moments, I think I actually miss, well, early on when I stopped playing, I, I actually did very much miss the, the feeling of metal on my lips. Oh, uh-huh. There's a very clear uh, want. Um, it, it felt like I needed pressure and from yeah. from metal, um, just like the mouthpiece. Yeah. Was there anything physical for you that you you can, like the breath? Yes, well, having to breathe deeply. You know, the problem with the flute is it's, it's not an efficient uh, way to put air in it. In, an instrument. I mean, we had a woodwind quintet for five years as I was growing up, and and you know the other members of the woodwind quintet, all of their breath went into their instrument. Yeah, uh, you just can't do that a hundred percent with a flute. So there's a lot of deep breathing, and then of course all but uh, all uh, nine nine of your ten fingers are always working with the flute. Though only one just uh, acts as a supporting. So the thumb. Yeah, one right. thumb. One yes. thumb. Right. Yeah. Right. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so it's a it's a workout for my hands, and and then uh, deep breathing. So, so <clears throat> I miss that. You miss that deep breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I was just thinking that you were describing it's not an efficient way. What? How did you say it? it's not an efficient way to put air into an yeah, instrument? Yeah, a hundred percent of what I'm expelling from my mouth doesn't doesn't go into the flute. Right. Yeah. Right. What was some of your favorite music to play on the flute? Oh, uh, well, actually, the last year, we, in our senior year of, of our five-year experience with the quintet, we did Hindemith's uh, Ina Kleine Kammer music, oh. which is just a wonderful, wonderful piece of music. It's not, it's not easy. And I, I, no, and I, I've, uh, I really like Hindemith. I, I like a lot of composers that are m- as modern as Hindemith. Mm. But not more. Um, some, some, but but uh, I'm I'm not a huge uh, atonal stuff doesn't do very much for me. Right, right. And Hindemith still was, while well, he was stretching a lot of things with tonality. Y- yes, he, but 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 both the rhythm and and uh, yeah, th- there's a wonderful liveliness. Yeah. To him, yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, so you know we have this expansive season coming up. Yeah. We're doing uh, Prokofiev Cinderella, which, yeah, which wonderful. You, you heard in our second year. Uh-huh. And I'm so thrilled that we're going to be able to do that uh, this season in November. Three shows, which is remarkable for us. And then... So what nights? Uh, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday matinee. Oh, have we done that before? No. No, this season looks very different. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it's an unusual... Uh, part, part of the idea is that we suspect that uh, we might need to spread out our audience into more nights um, to allow for some more distancing or just, right. just the uncertainty right. that you know, we're heading into. We don't know what things are going to look like in the in the fall. Um, but then you, you might not know this yet, but you know how we normally do four shows at the Nutcracker? Mm-hmm. Well, we're doing seven this year. Wow. So we're spreading it out. We'll do our normal run of four over that weekend like we normally do. And then uh, Tuesday night after, Wednesday and Thursday evening shows. Uh-huh. During the day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right after our normal run. This is December 20, 21, 22, 23. We will be recording the Nutcracker, which I know you know about. That's just the fall. That's just getting us through December. Um, so it's already just a hugely expansive right. season relative to what uh, what we've done in the past. And yeah. then in, um, in the spring, we will do uh, The Taming of the Shrew with music by Luis Farronk. Some lovely music. I think you're going to yeah. love that. Yeah, good. And then Pius Chung's piece in May, which is called Heaven and Earth. Earth. Mm-hmm. And then a few other productions with other companies. But this is just this this is just our season with um, Eugene Ballet. Yeah. I wonder, you've been part of this Orchestra Next family for so long. Um, what, how does it feel going into the 10th season? Can you believe that? It doesn't seem like it's been 10 years. That's true. Yeah. I can hardly believe it myself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All the projects that we've done. Um, 
of, of all you you like the Prokofiev though right? oh very much yeah I I uh, Shostakovich and Prokofiev are two of my favorite composers yeah yeah I'm with you and I I think I I mean I'd hate to pick a favorite out of those two but if I was forced to I think I'd go with Prokofiev yeah something about it but then I yeah I go back and forth I go back and forth. Yeah. What what Shostakovich comes to mind? Well, uh, because I grew up playing in a concert band rather than orchestra, yeah. uh, our band director uh, revi- uh, took the Shostakovich fifth final movement and arranged it for band. And somebody once called it bombastic. And yeah, oh, it fit the band perfectly. It was, but it was just a wonderfully stirring piece of music. Yeah. Well, John, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I, I so appreciate um, just all you you have done for our organization. I'm so proud of this group. Yes, you have every reason to be. Well, yes. and yes. I thank you for that. Um, well, hey, you're the director. Well, <laughs> it it's true, but you are the board president. Well, and yes. you have done an enormous job at 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 keeping us sane through this very very challenging year. Mm-hmm. And I have looked forward to all of our meetings and the communion that I have with you. So thank you, John. It is a lovely board. Uh, we enjoy one another's company. Yeah. Couldn't, we couldn't be luckier, I think. Yeah. yeah. Thanks again, John. Thank you, Brian. Mm-hmm.